Hello, I'm Olivia Christian, and you are listening to Long Story Short by Vistaprint. We are wrapping up this season with an incredible episode featuring our host, Carla Marie, in conversation with Margaret Niamumbo, third generation coffee farmer and founder of Kahawa 1893. Kahawa means coffee in Swahili. Now, Margaret came on to talk about the power of word of mouth advertising. In addition to creating communities and brand advocates, both online and in person, what she said about changing her mindset is what really stuck with me. As entrepreneurs, sometimes it can feel kind of weird or embarrassing to promote your business. It may sometimes feel like you're even bragging, but Margaret said she changed her mindset to overcome those feelings. Instead of bragging, she was educating people about her product. And if your business, like hers, is about improving someone's experience or their life in some way, what you're really doing is helping them by offering your business as a solution. I love that. Change the mindset. I actually love this whole conversation, and I want you to hear it. Please keep listening for much more. It's Long Story Short with Carla Marie, brought to you by Vistaprint. Welcome back to the final live episode of season two of Long Story Short. This episode is focused on word of mouth marketing for small business owners. And throughout this whole season, we have heard from incredible small business owners. And we've got another one with us today, Margaret Niamumbo. She's the founder of Kahawa 1893. It's a small batch coffee company with a mission to close the gender gap in coffee. Margaret is a third generation coffee farmer who grew up on a farm in Kenya. I'm excited to learn about that. She immigrated to the US to go to Harvard, got her MBA, worked on Wall Street, started her own coffee company. Margaret, you have had quite the journey. It is so nice to meet you. Thank you for being here. But I need to just know how it all started. How did Kahawa start? You were working on Wall Street. What made you start a coffee company? Yeah, it's it's definitely a long story. So I grew up on a <laughs> long story short. <laughs> I'll keep it short. Um, so I grew up on a coffee farm in Kenya. Uh, my grandfather started it not in eighteen ninety three. That's when coffee was first commercially grown in Kenya. But he started the farm, you know, in the sixties uh, when we got our independence. And um, then my dad inherited it, and now I've inherited it. So. I really wow. wanted to um, bring the viewpoint, the farmer producer viewpoint to coffee uh, and growing up on coffee, uh, on a coffee farm and seeing all the labor, almost all the labor, over 90% of labor in coffee comes from women um, and not seeing them represented uh, on the consumer side. Um, so when I was on Wall Street, I used to cover CPG companies. So I got really interested in how they're built um, and in being in New York, um, I really got into the coffee scene because there's so many cool coffee shops in New York. Uh, so as I got yeah. into them and started learning, I realized that I couldn't find Kenyan coffee easily, which was a paradox of sorts because we had so much coffee at home. And I was wondering where the coffee used to go. Um, so I got really interested in sharing the coffee from back home with consumers um, here in the U.S., um, and sharing the story of the women that produce them. So then how did you go from Wall Street to visit? Like, what was that actual transition like? Where you're just like, that's it, I'm doing it. Because you're, you've got amazing labeling. You know, you've got the name of the coffee company. There's so much that goes into it. And then we're obviously, we're going to talk all about word of yeah. mouth, but word of mouth. But I just want to know that moment when you're like, 
all right, today's the day I'm creating a coffee company. What was that like? Yeah. So it was, it started small, um, on the weekends, experimenting, getting to know the coffee community. And I found a mentor, um, who, uh, when I shared the vision that I had for a brand that could empower women, um, sourcing from, from Africa, um, they really liked that idea. They were a veteran in the coffee industry and they took me under their wing and really showed me, you know, the first things in a business, which is where do you even get your labels? Uh, where do you, right. you know, where do you get the bags? Where do you get this? Um, so they really showed me all those drops. So in a way I got really lucky there. Uh, but it was really just me knowing that I wanted to get involved some way in the industry. And I really wanted to create a brand. I didn't want to do wholesale or sell green. Um, I thought it was very important for me to have a voice and, and really connect directly with consumers. So the first steps were to, to really find the right mentor to guide me through um, through the process to get set up. Very smart. Mentors are very, very important in this. Maybe I'll do a whole other episode on that. We're going to get you back for that one. But... Word of mouth is obviously one of the many ways you have grown your business. So why do you think it is so important for small business owners to use word of mouth marketing? Um, So I love word of mouth. Um, And so for me, it's a more sustainable way to grow. Um, And I enjoy um, sharing the mission of the company and sharing what we're doing. Um, So I never shut up. I'm always sharing uh, why I'm doing this, why this is the best coffee you should be drinking. (laughs) Um, So I think, and then I think that passion, that authenticity comes through. And that's something that people want to share with their friends. Um, So first, it's just really, once um, people know about something and they love it, they just want to share it. Um, And there's this cool statistic, which is 92% of um, consumers will buy something if it's recommended uh, by someone that they know. So word of mouth is really the most effective way of growing, uh, but it really starts with building trust and building a community that then becomes advocates for you. It's funny you said that because today on my morning show, I was actually talking about this, that I was going to be talking to you. And we were saying how, you know, the biggest celebrity in the world could recommend something to you. But if your friend tells you to buy it, you're more likely to buy it. And it's cool that you've been able to not only, you know, you get into someone's home, right? And then they do all the work for you, but it's not, it's for a good reason. They truly believe in your brand. They love it. And they want other people around them to feel that same joy that they get with Gahawa 1893. And you've been able to do that. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, um, you know, first for us, it's, we have an incredible product. Um, so when someone recommends something to me, if it's a friend, I don't even do the research. I don't even go look at reviews. I'm like, you like it, I'm buying it. (laughs) So it's, it's such a high bar for us. Um, so having an amazing product, which I believe is some of the best coffee in the world. Uh, once people discover it, that's something they want. It's a, it's a little secret, but they want to share it (laughs) with the world because more people should be aware of it. Um, and so you know, the first thing was just making sure our product was the best. That way, as soon as you discover it, you it's a little treasure that you feel very proud sharing sharing mm-hmm. with people. And also for me, um, because our mission is so important, we're not just a coffee company. Coffee is a way for us to, you know, tackle gender inequality in coffee. Um, and so just those two married together um, have been such a great tool for us to really connect um, with consumers that are looking not just for coffee, but they're looking for 
um, you know, coffee that has something bigger, a bigger mission behind it. Yeah, I think that's a huge point for small business owners to to take note of. Are you just a coffee company? Because then how do you tell your story, right? You're not. You are way more. So there's more to it. You even have on your website tips for par- farmers. So people can go on and actually tip the farmers. And the money goes directly to them, yes. right? Yes. Like, that's a cool thing. Now I'm like, oh, there's this coffee company. They're, you know, working to get rid of the gender gap. And you can even tip the farmers directly. Like, it's just, you have all these great things that, I want to tell people about just from learning about your company. So of course, someone who is, you know, wanting to kind of brag to their friends about this cool company they found, they're going to do the same thing. And I think that's what's so important for you is that you have so many facets to this coffee company. You've taken something as simple as coffee bean, right? You know, the morning routine that we all have and you've made it so much more. And that's what's so important. But when you set out to create Kahawa 1893, was that in your mind like, okay, I'm not just going to do coffee. You were like, I'm really going to go in and I'm going to do more than just create coffee. Yeah. So when I, when I, I actually never thought I'd be coming back to coffee. Um, so growing wow. up in coffee, um, it was, you know, something that I enjoyed. Um, so I remember running around the coffee fields and eating the fruit. <laughs> like it's a, it's a berry, it's like a fruit. So you can right. eat it and you, I've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a lot of strength and like, you just play around with it. Um, but then because farmers were not getting paid that much, it wasn't a career that you were encouraged right. to, to come into. So coffee was not something that I actively considered um, as a career. It was something that I, you know, you're supposed to go far away from it. Um, and so when I started a coffee company, for me, it was like, it's a coffee, but I was drawn to the bigger picture, sort of what coffee represents right. to communities, what coffee represents to everyone, um, when you think about, you know, the friendships that, you know, we created at the coffee shops, all the things that happen of a cup of coffee uh, from, you know, even producers, all the things that happen for them. Um, so that was the thing that drew me to coffee because it's such a multi-layered um, sort of just drink that affects so many people. And I actually have an economics yeah. background and I've been using it more in coffee than I anticipated. <laughs> Because <laughs> coffee is just, it's history, it's politics, it's economics, yeah. you know, it's, it's food, um, it's everything. So I just love how it's not just coffee. It's just a lot of right. other topics that, you know, are interesting and intersect uh, for, for all humans, really. When we first started talking, you had said that you won't shut up about your, your company, yeah. which is very important and you shouldn't <laughs> shut up about your company, but a lot of business owners small business owners, they feel very awkward sometimes talking about their company. They, they feel braggy. Yeah. So what is some advice you have? Because they're going to be their biggest cheerleaders at yeah. first before other people start doing the word of mouth marketing for them. So what is some advice you have for a small business owner who may be nervous about talking about their own company? Yeah, that's a problem I had at the beginning. And this is a problem that afflicts women most uh, because we don't like bragging. Uh, We almost want something to brag on our behalf. But the way that I overcame that was um, I learned this um, sort of change in mindset. Um, And that change in mindset was you're not bragging, you are educating. Um, You're making someone else aware of your product. Um, So that's a really different mindset because you're helping someone who's looking for your product to find it. So that's one. And then the second thing, um, and this is another researched thing, which is 
Um, again, um, for women, it's easier for us to brag when it's in service of a bigger cause. So if we know that uh, by bragging, we'll be able to help someone else, we just become better at talking um, more about our successes and, and really why the product is the best. So that for me, having all these women who are growing coffee and relying on me to bring yeah. their coffee to market, I felt like I couldn't let them down. So that was for me the foil um, that propelled me um, to go forward. So those are just awesome. changing the mindset, but also being aware that if you can reframe, if you can reframe the issue as educational, um, reframe it as this is, you know, for a bigger cause. There's someone there that could be, you know, their lives could be improved if they had your product, then you should talk about it and talk about why um, they need to find your product um, and sort of be the loudest sometimes uh, in the room. No, I, I love that you said the reframing the mindset is important sometimes, right? Where you're not bragging, yeah. you truly are trying to make people aware of something that is going to make their life better. And if your product isn't going to make their life better, then maybe you should rethink <laughs> your business. Yeah. That's that's why you got into it in the first place. You truly believe yeah. in it, whatever it is, and you want other people to believe in it. So you need to start telling them about it. You recently launched in Trader Joe's, which made you the is it first black woman owned coffee brand to launch in Trader Joe's. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> Thank but you. How did you get to that point? Like, how did you land Trader Joe's? Yeah, no, um, it's been so exciting. Um, I think for us, Trader Joe's is, is an amazing platform to be able to share the coffee um, with consumers. Um, we really love that we now are available in more places. You can quickly grab it in the store while you're shopping. Um, and that, again, has to go back to um, just the strength of really word, word of mouth, right? So we had, because of the seeds that we've planted over time, where we've created, you know, communities online where people were seeking us um, and really talking about us. Um, so Trader Joe's was able to pick up on that, uh, on, on sort of how much the consumers appreciate and, and, and um, identified with our mission. So I think it's really, even for people that are thinking of going retail, Word of mouth is still the most effective way to get noticed by retailers, but also to keep the momentum uh, in terms of making sure more and more people are discovering um, that you exist, even as you grow um, into newer platforms, just really keeping it relevant and making sure that, you know, the story is, you know, crisp, it's shareable, uh, it's authentic. Yep. Um, and that way, you know, more and more retailers um, that, you know, can that can even increase your platform will find you. So is it in Trader Joe's everywhere? Because there is one a few blocks from me in Seattle. So if I go in there today, it's, <laughs> it's uh, just in California for now. Oh, um, my, how yeah, do we get yeah. it everywhere? I know. What do we got to do to make that happen? I know. Uh, do, magic, magic. Um, I'm going to go into this Trader Joe's and be like, do you have Kahawa 1893? Because they do in California and we should here. <laughs> yeah, I think they were, it was in Vegas. It might be in Seattle. I'm not sure. Okay. I've had friends who bought it in Vegas. So okay, I will <laughs> let you officially, know. <laughs> officially in California, but it will be, um, it will be available soon and in nationwide in, okay, uh, cool. and, and at the major retailer. So it'll be close to you by uh, in two months. You'll be okay. able to grab it in store. That's not bad. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So social media is an interesting thing because it's kind of taken word of mouth and given everyone a megaphone. Yeah. You get to just yell at more people about these amazing brands you love, whether you 
just have an Instagram just for fun to follow your friends or you are an influencer. So how have you worked, if you have at all, with social media as a brand and with your customers to help grow word of mouth through that way? So for us, um, social media has been amazing. When I started, um, I was just thinking, you know, just five years ago, influences were like not a big thing. Um, and now that's the everything, right? Um, there's like micro influencers, the influencers for everything, there's platforms for it. So social media for us is first, it's given us um, another platform to be able to share, you know, a story, share a mission, share a product, but also it's given us um, the opportunity to partner with other creators who can bring the message um, to sort of a, to their audience. Uh, yeah. But again, I think in keeping with word of mouth, uh, micro influencers are the best. So these are people who, again, they're not, you know, mega stars, um, you know, with millions and millions of followers, but these are, you know, people with a following and people are following them because they trust them and, yep, you know, important. they trust their recommendations so for us, it's been really leveraging um, micro influencers to um, be able to bring the product to their audience in an authentic way. Listen, coffee, TikTok and Instagram, uh, <laughs> the coffee world, they're huge. Simple coffee nerd question. Yeah. What do you prefer, dark, dark roast or medium? Oh, my God, that's a tough one. Um, so <laughs> I'll say that I and on every day I'm a medium drinker. So I love okay. medium because it's like an in between a dark and light roast. Um, but I actually have grown to love my dark roasts. Um, mm. I have like, they, they bring me back to, they bring back some memories of some of the, you know, first coffees that I enjoyed. So I alternate. Um, and I think the dark roast uh, doesn't get the love that it needs because it's, I think it's just, it's a different type of coffee for medium roast. And so I, I really love, even though medium is my everyday drink, I, I do like to have my dark roast um, every so often. That's a very important question <laughs> yeah. that we needed to, we should have got out of the way at the very beginning. It's really cool. You've been able to do. And I love that you said that on the back of the bag, there's a QR code. So when you get your bag, you can tip the farmers. Yeah. And you think about all the time, we tip the barista who makes our coffee. Yeah. Think about where it's actually coming from, right? I mean, yeah. no offense. Like I tip baristas and, and they're working their butts off. Not saying they aren't, but there's someone in a field somewhere in the heat doing the grueling work like they're grinding just the way the rest of us are so those yeah. people should be tipped as well so it's incredible that you've you truly you get your bag and you can tip the same way you would when you pick up your morning coffee so it's incredible that you've kind of created that routine that we're used to yeah and to help it's it's amazing yeah and call it's good that you bring up the barista so in the future we actually want to be able to do this at the coffee shop so when you tip let's say it's a dollar um the barista gets let's say 80 cents and the 20 will go to the farmer directly that's cool. um, and so that's something that we're trying to experiment um, using uh, blockchain. Once it's more developed um, again, and the cafe cafes open again, um, that's something we'd love to 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 do more of. Which is when you're tipping at the cafe, how can we have that also go back to the farmer? That would be incredible and makes so much sense. It's like, why are we not doing this already? <laughs> yeah. Margaret, you are incredible. It has been so cool. I feel like I could talk to you for three hours, but we don't have that time today. But <laughs> I love that you've taught us so much about Kahawa 1893, about in just a short time. I mean, that's the whole point of this season of long story short. Yeah. I feel like we've learned so much about just 
coffee in, in your life growing up and why you do what you do. So keep doing the amazing work. We're here. If you ever want to share more, you can reach out to me. Thank you for coming on this platform and, and sharing your story. Um, go to Kahawa1893.com so that people can check you out. And then Instagram, what is Instagram? At Kahawa1893. Okay, perfect. So go support there. Uh, be on the lookout for Kahawa1893 and Trader Joe's everywhere. And if your Trader Joe's doesn't have it, go yeah. ask them about it. And thank you everyone for coming along on this journey with us on season two of Long Story Short by Vista Print. Huge thank you to Vistaprint for giving this platform to small business owners to help other small business owners. Now more than ever, we need it. They need it. So thank you. You guys are amazing. Margaret, you're amazing. Have the best day and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me and uh, thanks everyone for the questions. Thanks for listening to Long Story Short. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Look for Vistaprint on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for the live stream. We've got more great guests that will share details about their small business journey, some tips and best practices that we hope will help you grow and sustain your business. Until next time.